He says, the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. So when he walked in, Jesus went in his incarnation, he said, I'm coming to win. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Hey, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. We are so honored that you'd give some time to listen and Lord willing, have your heart stirred for revival in our nation and awakening around the world. And man, we're taking some time in these weeks and we're talking about Christmas. We're talking about Christmas. Yeah. I mean, what, how awesome is that? <laughs> and here we are. Uh, and you know, what's funny is I love to get people talking about their Christmas traditions. Oh, yeah. Some of them are... Really stupid, yeah. <laughs> to be honest about it, but they're fun to the people. Sure, you know. mean something. But, but I know, I, I just have a feeling that yeah. in Alabama, where yeah, you grew up, that some of them are just downright weird. Yeah, and yeah. let's just be real. Every family's got a story. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we, and I say this because praise God. Many in my family have come to saving faith. Right. You know, in but that the, wasn't always the case. That was not how uh, <laughs> I grew up. Okay. So, so, you know, my brother and I, my brother was really the first male that I knew that came to Christ that in my family line. And so yeah. we had a great grandmama that did. So on both sides now, on both sides of my family, uh, there, there was some givens when Christmas yeah. got here. Like, you know, hey, we're going to party. Yeah. Yeah. And and I wouldn't say uh the most wholesome yeah. kind of yeah. way. You know, but we're gonna we're gonna have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have fun and and I you know there's great memories, treasured things, but this is this is a fact and this is a news flash for some. You could almost bank on one side or the other, there was gonna be a fight. A fight? I don't I don't mean like I got mad at you. Yeah, and I'm, a, that, I'm a little upset. No, I mean I'm like that physical altercation. <laughs> like, like nothing, nothing says Christmas like, like, uncle, a like uncle's body. <laughs> like, I have vivid memories of tables, <laughs> tables being overturned. And it's it, just and insane. It, you know what, though? It's pretty funny. Yeah. I remember the first time Katie grew up in like, I, we always kid, <laughs> Katie grew up in like Lifeway. Yeah. Like her family felt like walking into a Lifeway store. So it was and like little snow was coming yeah. down. And, Scriptures yeah. are on every wall. Yeah. You right, know, on right, every, on yeah. every wall. And then she walks into a smoke-filled I Christmas. can't believe she it, married you. Yeah. yeah. That does a million, million reasons. Well, I know this is, the potential of this is true because I remember one time, Kyle, you and your brother, Zach, who were both on our staff. Yeah, right. We're in a staff meeting, and you started pushing each other. And the next thing I knew... <laughs> You were you were you were all over each other. You were just, and you it's were, about to go it was down. Kind of in good natured fun, but not. It was escalating. It was escalating. I saw you. The look that you had. You had the dad look like. Oh boy! Yeah. Everything. Oh, wow. this, this whole this whole thing could be ended yeah. right here. You yeah. Know? Well, it's it's interesting, and, and and if you have everybody has tiffs at right. least. I don't. I don't. You know, not as many have all out fist fights. <laughs> right. But there are times that in a uh, Christmas you need a mediator, right? You know, and sometimes a liberator. Right. Sometimes it walks. Somebody walks in and says, "Hey, this is the path out. There's no other way to come out of this." And the beautiful thing is, we have the perfect model mm-hmm. in Christ. We've been studying during this Christmas season Isaiah nine, and 
just looking at, at Jesus and seeing who he is, this one who came 2,000 years ago, and how much we need that same presence, that same light, that same king, that same wonderful counselor. We need him today, and we need him across our nation in a nationwide movement of revival and spiritual awakening. You know, I'm a bit of a history buff, and I, I love studying history because it informs us. Uh, it's the story of God and man, really, and how they function together. Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones even said that the story of history uh, can lead to revival, understanding uh, what happens in these moments and our weakness and our inability, and then the reality of the power of God. Uh, one of the great events of history, although tragic, was D-Day. It happened on June 6, 1944. There were 6,000 Allied ships in this assault on the beach at Normandy. 150,000 men, 13,000 paratroopers, 300 planes dropped 13,000 bombs. And at the end of the first day, 9,000 Allied soldiers were dead or wounded but 100,000 had made it to the shore, and it led to the securing of the Western Front and the liberation of Paris and ultimately the end of World War II. Now, what we needed in that moment was people who were liberators. I had an uncle-in-law that was there. He was a fighter pilot, and he was one of a few men that came away from storming a pillbox by air. When he, got, when he landed, he counted... 450 bullet holes on his little fighter. These men risked their lives to liberate people, to liberate people. I love what the Bible says about Jesus as we look at him, this great liberator. It says in Isaiah chapter 9 about Jesus, you shall multiply the nation, you shall increase their gladness, they will be glad in your presence as with the gladness of harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil, for you shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor as at the battle of Midian. And for every boot of the booted warrior in the battle tumult and the cloak rolled in blood will be for burning fuel for fire because a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us and the government will now rest on his shoulders. The, the coming of Christ, we, we think of so many different pictures, little Jesus meek and mild in the nativity, but it was a military invasion. He, he was the coming king, right? And he came to do some extraordinary things that he absolutely accomplished in this day. He came to uh, overcome Satan, he came to break the burden that was the yoke that was on people's lives and minds and hearts, and he came to set the captives free. This invasion that happened on Christmas uh, involved nations, right? He came to set free people from every tongue, people, tribe, and nation, and he's accomplished that and is accomplishing that. So we think about Normandy coming uh, on that day to set the people free in uh, Europe. But this was not just Europe. 
This was the whole world. That little baby in that manger came to set nations free and people from every nation. He came to break the yoke of their burden. All of us are born with this massive rock on our shoulders. It's attached to us. We cannot get free from it. It's the, it's the burden of our sin and our separation from God. And nobody can break that burden. And here comes our liberator. And Jesus Christ did something very interesting. He didn't take a hammer and just kind of, you know, knock it off our shoulders. He took the burden. He took the yoke. He took our sin upon himself so that we could be absolutely liberated, not just for a moment from the guilt of our sin, but for all of eternity from the guilt of our sin. And he came to destroy the rod of the oppressor. Now, we don't think about this much, but Satan's got a club. <laughs> I'm not just a bunch of buddies. I'm not talking about just a bunch of buddies kind of club. I'm talking about a weapon. In fact, he's got many weapons, doesn't he? And the Bible says we're not wrestling in our life against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling against principalities. We're wrestling against powers. In other words, the forces of evil have uh, ability. They have authority temporarily. And spiritual forces of wickedness in high places. That, that's who we're up against. And here comes the liberator. And he, it says that he destroyed the rod of the oppressor. He, he took the club out of Satan's hands. Satan had the ultimate club, our sin and our rebellion. He took it out of his hand. He disarmed Satan. Now, people are still under Satan's bondage. But Christ has ultimately crushed Satan under his heel and provided a way that he will, uh, for all of eternity, cannot be able to rule and reign again. Jesus came to liberate us from the guilt of our sin, and he came to liberate us from the burden and the bondage of our sin. Several years ago, uh, during a, a, a moment of extraordinary revival in the church that I was pastoring, where God broke in on a Sunday morning and the service lasted till three or four o'clock that afternoon. We came back the next night and the next night and the next night, three or four hours every night. It was unplanned, absolutely spontaneous. And that movement, that little mercy drop, I call it a revival, lasted for five solid weeks every night, three and four hours a night. Uh, when I stop and think about it, it seems incredulous to me that that happened. But it was the greatest... Uh, moment of an invasion by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and what it did was just set the captives free. I, I, if I had time, I could tell you today about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that just got, get, got set free. Uh, just one story. One day I was standing one night and uh, we had a uh, microphone there. I would usually stand by that mic and kind of shepherd it, which is, by the way, a good thing to do. And uh, and we'd be in a three-hour kind of prayer and and meeting. It wasn't crazy. Nobody was jumping pews, but people come to the altar. They'd be getting right. They'd be giving. They'd be getting saved. They'd be baptized spontaneously. 
And uh, I saw this man coming down the aisle, and I knew him really, really well because he was a friend of mine. I loved him deeply, and he was a 40-year alcoholic. Uh, I had taken him along with a mother, another man twice to treatment centers. He'd been more than that, to all kinds of things, trying to get help. He was losing his family and... Uh, and so much else. Really, everything was being lost in his life. He'd never publicly admitted that he was an alcoholic. And he came to the microphone and wanted to say something. And when he stood behind and he started to talk, his knees buckled. And another guy on our staff and I just grabbed him and, and literally held him up. And he told the people that day that he was a had been an alcoholic for 40 years. He tried everything. He, he couldn't overcome it, and he didn't know what to do. Probably 50 men, without any instruction from me, ran down to that altar and took Tommy and surrounded him, and I've never heard men pray like that in my life. They prayed against the enemy, they were used to bring Christ into the equation. And guess what happened? The liberator set him free. He's, he's sober today. And God did this work that all of us had kind of given up on. All of us just thought, well, there's just, you know, this is one of these guys that's just never going to be liberated from that which has shackled him all his life. But you see, if you say that, you don't know Jesus. And Kyle, as I think about what we need this Christmas, yeah. you know, our kids come and they want this, they want that. Right. Our people come in life and I need this, I got to have this. No, what you really need, yeah. you need the liberator. Right. You need Jesus to come. And and he came once mm -hmm. and set this all up. Mm -hmm. And uh, we sure need him in our nation now, right. in our lives. And we mm -hmm. need him this Christmas. Right. You know, my favorite Christmas verse has just been ringing over here in my spirit since you've been sharing about Christ as a liberator uh, is that the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> you, never, you never see that on a Christmas card. No. Yeah, but that's it. That's uh, what it was. He says, the Son of God appeared to destroy the, the works, works of, of the devil. devil. So when he walked in, Jesus went in his incarnation. He said, I, I, I'm coming to win. Yeah. I'm coming to win. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, he didn't come to just play by the rules. You know, he yeah. he he is the law you know, right. and the fulfillment thereof. The rule. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that he's he's still doing that. He's still destroying. He's still unshackling people. He's still taking family lines and forever shaping them for yeah. something else. And and man, we need that. That's that's a real move of God. And you know, I I just. For 50 years, I look at our nation and I look around the world and I, <clears throat> I just think, what can, what can pierce through all this? What can, what can unshackle this unbelievable bondage that we're going to cross our nation and the, and the millions of children? You just think about all the sexual perversion and the moral depravity and the pornography that. That you just think, well, there's no way. That's mm -hmm. just going to always be with us, mm -hmm. and it's going to keep destroying marriages. Mm -hmm. Well, in times of revival, mm -hmm. the manifest presence of the liberator has yeah. come yeah. to destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. 
Right. You, what you're saying is I, I totally agree with that. And it'll help us pray now is I think that we have almost normalized uh, enslavement. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's that mentality. Well, we just acquiesce to it. We say, well, that's yeah, nothing well, I mean, to do. Hey, in this age, yeah. you know, that right. this is like, well, well, I'm not, I, that's the God of this age. Right. That's saying that, yeah. you know, that I, I want to get beyond this age. Right. Let's, let's get to the one that is timeless, right? That the ancient paths are true, mm-hmm. and that we need Jesus to be who He was in Isaiah nine and that prophecy of what it, what He would fulfill in His incarnation, yeah. but also who He's always been in yeah. redemptive history. That yeah. He's a God that sets people free. So we want to do this every time we have a podcast. We don't want to just talk about uh, who Jesus is or our, our need for revival. We want to ask for it. We want to yeah. ask for it. So I'm gonna just sort of start us off, but we want to help you sort of walk into the throne room right now. So just wherever you are, you can do this even driving down the road. Remember uh, that the veil has been torn, that through the finished work of Jesus, that we can, through the blood of the Lamb, walk into the throne room of grace and mercy Mm -hmm. right now. So here we go. We're walking into his presence. And there, why don't you ask him, Lord, what in what way, do I need to be set free? Mm-hmm. Th- that won't you ask him, Lord, this Christmas season, what way do I need to be set free? Maybe it's an action. Maybe it's a way of thinking. Maybe it's, it's a definition that you have for yourself that God doesn't. And why don't you ask him right there, Lord? The Lord, would you set me free? Set me free. Mm-hmm. Please, God. Would you ask him? to even be that liberator in the life of somebody else. I, I guarantee you somebody's mm-hmm. coming to mind right right now. Make war for that person. Yes, Father, I ask this season that you'd help us to see Jesus as a liberator, as one that came and still does destroy the works of the devil that tramples over the enemy. So I pray you do that for your glory and help us to pray that way, to believe it personally and to believe it for others. Mm -hmm. Father, we praise you that you have won the day. That's right. Lord, you you have crushed Satan's head. Mm -hmm. Any little residue that, that we see right now, and we see a lot, Lord, is temporary. It's momentary. But Father, our hearts break for places that are in bondage in our own life and for people that we love that are in bondage. And so, Father, we pray just like that invasion on Normandy, Lord, we pray for an invasion of your spirit in our nation, Lord. We, we pray that you would pierce through, Lord. We would look up and hear the battle cry of the Savior and see the fire of your eyes and you would uh, set people free just right and left in a mighty movement of your manifest presence. And Lord, we want to tell you, we believe you can do that. We just absolutely believe. We've, we've seen it in the past. We know you've done it. It's part of the ways of God in history to bring these moments of, of revival and awakening And so we ask for that. And we pray, Father, for fresh reviving and liberation in every single person who hears this podcast today. 
Lord, you you literally know everything about them. You know where the shackles are. Mm. And we pray, Father, you'd break the chains. Mm. You just break the chains by the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask that for your glory and not just merely for our good, but that the people will know who you really are yeah. and the authority that you have and the king that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you'll tune in every week and you'll tell others, and it will result in a great cry across our nation for movement of revival and awakening. Thanks again.